About a week ago, I published a babysitting ad on Craigslist. I know what you're thinking. Hey, what a great way to get murdered. But I'm in college and desperate for money. And no one's hiring because I live in a small town. And it's the middle of January. So I thought that babysitting would be the only way for me to make fast food money. It took me a few days to fish through all of the emails from perverts online asking for a hookup and porn sites trying to sell me memberships. Eventually though, I got a real response. The response made the job seem urgent. The man in the email said he'd just been called into work late and that he needed me to look after his four-year-old son until about 10 p.m. tonight. Apparently the kid gets a ride home from some other parent so I don't have to pick him up. The job seemed legitimate and easy, so I agreed to do it. When I made it to the guy's house at 3.40, it became abundantly clear that the man who hired me was not a rich man. The house was small and dirty, garbage-covered floors, papers and books were scattered throughout the two bedrooms, and the kitchen sink was filled with dirty dishes. I would have been shocked by the mess, but when I posted the ad, I kind of guessed that I'd be working in environments like this. The one thing that really stood out to me though was the basement door. Someone had tilted shut. It also bulged outwards a bit, as if someone was pushing against it. Before I could let the door get to me too much, a small adorable child came up behind me and yelled, Boo! I pretended to be scared and he laughed at me. The kid had jet black hair, excessively pale skin, and big brown eyes. He seemed a bit small for his age. I asked him what his name was, and he answered, Stanley! Stanley and I played for most of the night. He really loved playing hide-and-seek, but for some reason, he only liked seeking, and he was really good at it. As the night went on, I started to look for more and more difficult hiding spots, but Stanley found me in all of them. At dinner, I told Stanley that he was the best hide-and-seek player I ever played against. He agreed with me in a sarcastic way that seemed a bit too old for him. After dinner, Stanley suggested that we play a few more games of hide-and-seek, but this time in the dark. I reluctantly agreed. I'm scared of the dark so, the thought of being in it for a long time made me cringe. I figured that I could just hide near a window every time or something, so it wouldn't be too dark. In the dark, the games became a lot more unnerving. I jumped a bit every time I heard two pop cans tap against each other, or a pizza box crumple under the weight of a small boy who was looking for me. After the second round, Stanley started to talk while he was looking for me, saying things like, Where are you? You know you can't hide from me. I'm getting warmer. As the rounds progressed, the things Stanley said got creepier and creepier and louder and louder. You can't hide forever, Caitlin. This has to end sometime. Finally, I decided that I'd only play one more round with him and then we would have to play a different game. To make sure the round ended quickly, I hid behind the door in the master bedroom, a place I was sure he'd find me. 
When I went behind the door, my heart dropped into my stomach. Written in messy red letters on the door was, Ready or not, here I come. When Stanley stopped counting, he didn't run in my direction. He ran into the kitchen. I heard the cutlery drawer open. Then a long, sharp sound of metal sliding against metal. I quickly slammed the door shut and pushed the dresser up against the door so that Stanley wouldn't be able to get in. Stanley started screaming and slamming the metal object against the bedroom door. His voice was no longer human. Now it was demonic. You can't hide forever, Caitlin. The door won't hold me up forever. I screamed. In the other room, I could hear another voice. A man's voice yelling up from the basement. Is she dead yet? Can I have my son back? Everything started to add up in my head. And with every connection, I grew more and more terrified. This brings me to the present. The banging on the door had stopped, but the banging on the basement door hasn't. From what I can tell, the man in the basement's son has been possessed by something. The man tried to trade his son's soul for mine. The phones aren't working and I can only barely get a bar of Wi-Fi from the neighbors. I don't know if anyone will see this, but if you do, please send help to... She forgot to cover the window. I really love Craigslist. I'd estimate I've met maybe 300 people for buying and selling stuff. And for the most part, everyone was nice and harmless. However, I did run into two creeps who made me rethink meeting strangers alone to sell stuff. For your information, I was an early 20s female at the time. First guy, it's 2009, and I'm staying with my parents for the Christmas holidays in a small town in Florida. I'm going through my childhood room and cleaning out the closet and find a giant CD holder full of maybe a hundred really shitty CDs. It's the 21st century. No one uses CDs anymore. I figured I'd try to sell the CDs on Craigslist. I put up a listing. 100 CDs from the late 90s and early to mid 2000s. Mix of pop and rock, all for $35 or best offer. The next day, I get an email from a guy named John around 2 p.m. He said that he's in town temporarily and that he wants to see these. He says he can pick them up after dinner around 8 p.m. I email him back my address and number and tell him to text or call him when he's on his way. 8 p.m. comes and goes. I figure I've been stood up, which happens often on Craigslist. No big deal. My dad works for a liquor distribution company and would often do demonstration nights at restaurants and bars and would come home at closing time. This night, he gets home around 3 a.m. I'm in college in a total night owl, so I'm still up probably eating junk food, surfing the web, and watching horror flicks. I hear a car pull up, look out the window, and I see him sitting in his car eating food. He often stops at Taco Bell on his way home and eats it in his car so my mom doesn't know he's cheating his diet. Maybe 10 minutes later, my dad comes in and shouts, There's someone here to see you. 
Can you please tell me why a strange man is showing up at our house at 3 a.m.? Huh? I go downstairs and my dad says some guy pulled up in the driveway and asked for me by name. I walk outside with my dad and this guy who's maybe mid-30s gets out of his car. He says he's the Craigslist guy who wanted to buy my CDs. My dad goes back in the house. I tell a guy it's really, really late to just be stopping by, especially without texting first. However, since I'm awake, I go and grab the CDs. He then proceeds to drone on and on about why he's buying the CDs. He says he's engaged to a woman he loves very much, and all he wants to do is make her happy. He said that last week, someone broke into her car and stole all of her CDs. She was really upset, and he wanted to make it up to her. He looked on Craigslist and found my listing, and was really excited because I had a bunch of CDs she used to have. Weird thing is, I didn't list any of the artists or bands because I was lazy, but I didn't think about that at the time. Anyway, he said he was getting it for her as a Christmas surprise. He said he was staying with his future in-law somewhere nearby, and that their family barbecue ran really late, which is why he never made it at 8pm. By this point, I've lost interest and say something along the lines of, That's sweet. Next time you should probably call or text a Craigslister instead of just showing up. I hand him the CDs, he hands me the cash, and I go back inside. Three days later, I start getting messages from an unknown number. Hey, I don't know my way around this town. Care to tour guide? I could really use a massage. Where can I get a massage in this town? You're Asian. Do you do massage? Would you take $40 for a one-hour massage? Happy ending? I finally responded. Who the fuck is this? Oh, sorry. I bought the CDs from you the other day. Do you squirt? I didn't respond, obviously. I show my friends that night and we laugh it off. Then the next day, I get more messages. I still have your address. I'm at Bank of America near your neighborhood. I just got the $40, babe. Only three minutes away. Are you home? You fucking cunt. Stop ignoring me. I'm almost there. I immediately ran downstairs to tell my dad and mom. It was nighttime, so we shut off all of our lights outside and inside my house. My mom, little brother, and I went into my parents' room in the back of the house. My dad hid behind the curtains of the front bay window with a shovel in his hand. A few minutes later, I heard him run down the front hallway, fling the front door open, and run outside. We heard some faint shouting, so we all walked out of the bedroom. By that time, my dad came back in with his shovel, his face red, and his hair all disheveled. Apparently... The guy came driving down our street really slowly. My dad recognized the car and went running outside with the shovel, yelling obscenities at the guy. The guy peeled off and never came back or texted me again. Second guy, I was moving from Florida to DC and was going to load up my car as much as I could. However, I lived on the third floor, plus a bit of a walk from my assigned parking spot so I figured I could use some help. I posted an ad on Craigslist gigs. 
I said I was looking for someone to help me load some heavy items like TV, desk, etc. in my car. Less than an hour's worth of work and I'd pay $45 or whatever. I give the very first responder my number and address and he shows up. He was probably 5'8 and 350 pounds of pure fat. The sweat and smell coming off of this guy in the Florida heat was pretty nauseating. But I didn't care as long as he did the job right. While he was carting heavy stuff, I was loading lighter things. Whenever I'd go upstairs to grab another load, he'd hurry after me so he could walk up the stairs behind me. I had the door propped open so he didn't have to worry about me needing to unlock the door for him or anything. When he'd follow me up the stairs, he made these weird grunting noises like, mm-hmm, but I assumed it was because he was out of shape. Eventually, everything's loaded properly, save for some sweat smears on my stuff. I pay him and he drives off. I go back in my place to finish loading and cleaning. I go out maybe 45 minutes later to put another load in my car. And I see his truck is back, parked across the street from mine. He's sitting in the driver's seat, looking at me. When he sees me notice him, he looks away. I walk over to his window and knock. He rolls it down, and I ask him if he needs any help or if he is lost. I was really confused as to why he had came back, and I knew he didn't live near me. He didn't say anything, just rolled his window back up and drove off. Um, okay, whatever. Of course, five minutes later, my phone starts blowing up. I don't recognize the number, so I don't answer the calls. Then the text messages start rolling in. I bet you taste salty and sweet. Who is this? Your pussy. What you up to tonight? I can come back over. I get this sinking feeling it's a Craigslist guy. He had never called me about the job when I gave him my number, so I didn't know what his number was. I like your pink panties. Then I realized he was looking up my dress when he was walking up the stairs. I immediately feel like a total idiot for wearing a dress that day. He then started dialing my number over and over again. I didn't know how to do the block number thing through Sprint, so I had to just turn my phone off. Later, I was with my guy friend grabbing a bite and I turned my phone back on. I got another text from the guy about how he wanted to toss me around like a rag doll and tie me up and make me beg for it. I show the text to my friend and tell him the story. The Craigslist creep then proceeds to start blowing up my phone again. So my friend answers and says he's going to cut his dick off and feed it to his dog if he ever contacts me again. I move the next day so I never had to worry about him randomly showing up in his truck again. Since then, I've bought and sold stuff on Craigslist, but I'll always make people meet me at a public place. The story's very short, and I don't really know if it belongs in the subreddit, but it's something that happened to me just last week, and I feel like sharing it with you guys. I am a ninth grade English teacher, 
and I am currently teaching my students about poetry. About two weeks ago, I was regularly searching around Craigslist when I ended up finding someone who was selling a box of VHS tapes on Edgar Allan Poe. Since we were learning about poetry, I thought this would be the perfect thing to show to the class since all of our classrooms still had VCRs in them. I contacted the guy selling the tapes. I'll call him Carl, and he told me that he'll be able to get them to me by the 23rd of January. Fast forward to the 31st when I get the package delivered to my front door. Literally two minutes after that, I get a call from Carl that went something like this. He had a really weird voice. Hello? Has it come yet? Um, sorry? They're probably there already, huh? Who is this? It's Carl. The tapes. Did you get them yet? Oh yeah, I just got them right now. The call went on for like five minutes. In between the call, the phone kept breaking up. And every time he called back, it was from a different number. He had called me back from four different numbers. So yeah... Already shady as hell, but I ignored it because I thought, you know what, I got a big old box of tapes that I can show to the class. The box I got came with about 20 tapes. I tested out all of them to see if they were working and appropriate to show to my class. All of them seemed fine, except one. The tape had the label Edgar Allan Poe, a light and enlightening look. But that didn't seem to be what it was. I'm assuming that someone had overwritten a tape with recordings of their own personal use. Because most of them consisted of Nickelodeon shows and other things recorded straight off of TV. I would guess that this tape was probably last used around 2005 based on the TV shows that were recorded on it. Rather than some questionable and kind of weird clips that were in the tape, it was nothing particularly creepy. But I did get a really weird vibe from it. Especially at the end. The video is about three minutes long, which is a little unusual for most tapes. Let me know what you think. Hi, I'm Larry here, and this is my sister Lucy. But this 